The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Here we go. Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest, Jeremiah Jennings with Growing uh, Green Landscapes. How's it going, Jeremiah? It is going great, Naylor. I am super excited to be here. Thank- thankful for this opportunity and uh, just ready to see what the episode holds. I- I'm we're, I'm kind of amped up. We were talking a little bit before we hit record about some things coming up here, and I'm just ready to see, ready to get into some fun topics today. Yeah. Well, it's always exciting to be able to collaborate with, um, you know, whether it be fellow YouTubers or fellow podcasters now. It's it's really cool to be able to collaborate there. I mean, usually just like Paul and I or Brian or something like that. But, you know, more and more people are coming out with podcasts. So that's that's really exciting. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll dive a little bit into your podcast um, after your initial origin story just to kind of get people caught up to speed. The, those of the listeners that uh, don't know who Jeremiah is, why don't you give us, uh, give us your backstory? For sure. So... Uh, I am Jeremiah Jennings. I have Growing Green Landscapes. I'm 21 years old, uh, and I'm married. I have a beautiful wife, Savannah, and we got married about a year and a half ago, so uh, everything's going great there. But I started uh, Growing Green Landscapes back in 2018, it was. I actually, so it's kind of a weird story here. I took it over from a friend that I worked with in high school. So I worked with my buddy in high school in this business, and uh, he was just doing it to pay his way through college, and um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just worked through high school. I was homeschooled, so I had the availability of getting out and working through the and keeping up uh, a good schedule, being able to work full-time with him, and it really enabled us to knock a lot of stuff out and, and keep a good route going. But when he was finishing up college, he was ready to get out of it and ready to move on to the next stage of his life. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing yet. I, I was a senior in high school, so I said, I'll just buy it from you. Uh, and so we kind of wrote up a deal, and uh, I paid him what we thought it was worth. And so I bought his accounts from him. And I actually, I bought a few pieces of handheld equipment, I think. Uh, but that was about it. And so we were, it was, uh, it, it was hit the gas, and, and we're gonna go see what this thing has to has to bring for us. So we d- we did that, and I I bought it in October. So I worked through the Worked through the winter and kind of uh, used his equipment. I actually rented some stuff from him through the winter, just kind of did some leaf cleanups and stuff. Well, when we got into spring, I was still, I, I rented some of his equipment. I actually rented his mowers and rented his truck from him because I didn't, I wasn't in a place where I could financially go out and buy new stuff yet. And so I rented his stuff. And in that following May, I went out and uh, financed a John Deere zero turn 60 inch mower and 0% interest, great people at John Deere. I love my John Deeres. Uh, that's what I'm still running today. And so we got one of those hooked up and we bought some, obviously, some weed eaters and stuff, some handheld equipment. But we were still renting the truck. 
And I, I bought the account with about 20. I bought the business with about 25 accounts in it. And I took it that first year and grew it from 25 to about 50 uh, by the end of the year. And I rented this truck all the way through the year pretty much. And I think it was August or September, I ended up uh, going out and purchasing my first truck. Uh, I paid 10 grand for an old 2013 Chevy Silverado with 200,000 miles on it. Uh, it was just an old work truck, but hey, it got me where it needed to be. It was a good good starter truck and it still runs good today. So that's kind of how I got started in it. Uh, I took it and it's not the typical startup story. It's not the, I wasn't out of the neighborhood um, mowing people's lawns asking as a teenager, if I can mow your lawn uh, with a lawn, with a lawnmower and a little pool behind wagon or anything like that. It was, uh, it was a, it was a unique story kind of, I, I, like I said, I took this business over and it's actually a multi-generational business. Um, so the person that owned it before my buddy, he's been doing it for 30 plus years. So this is really a, and I still have customers from him, his original customers. I still have some of those. So it's been passed down through three or four different owners so far. And I just enjoyed it. I love getting into it. Uh, I, I, it's, I haven't looked back since I was a risk that I took going into it. Uh, I started college out and I, I went for one year and it just, what college wasn't for me. I, I just, it's, it's for some people. I know that there's some people out there who are starting their businesses and are still going to stick through college and, and go that route and good for them. Uh, but there are some people out there that it's just not for, and it wasn't for me. It was holding me back uh, in the business. It was really causing major stress on me uh, going doing that full time and then going and uh, trying to keep everything up that I was doing, taking over the business in that first year, really trying to grow and market and uh, just grow it into a full-time gig. So made it through that first year and grew it up. And then now we're about three years in and we we hover right right about 80, between 80 and 90 clients. Uh, we always pick up a few, drop a few here and there. So right right between 80 and 90 clients, we are mainly a lawn maintenance business. We do some softscapes here and there, some uh, one, three, five thousand dollar projects, little one day installs. But other than that, that's, that's pretty much it, man. We're just a full lawn maintenance company. That's what uh, we kind of relate on that level because I know that's what you hit on a lot, just taking care of the turf. And that's what I enjoy doing, uh, mowing and blowing and weed eating and edging and just making it look really pretty for the customers and giving them a good uh, end quality product. But that's kind of how we got started and really kind of brought us up to where we are today. Yeah. So how many how many uh, you have employees, I believe, right? Yes, I do. So I'm, I went through that first year and I, I bought on one guy part time. I worked solo a lot, actually. And uh, that was that was no fun. I know you've had to work some solo in the past and even dealing with some employee struggles this year as well. So uh, I think everybody has. But last summer and this summer, I've had me and three guys. Uh, I had so I coach high school basketball and I have kids that play for me and just need some summer work. So they come out and work, pay them, pay them a, a good wage, but not anything that I'd be paying somebody who's trying to make a career out of it. Right. But they, they always do a good job. And so I, I use them throughout the summer. Uh, and I have one full-time guy that stays with me. He's been with me for going on three years now. He's, he's almost been with me the whole time, but, nice. um, yeah, so it's right now it's me and him and, uh, we can, we maybe we'll hit on employee struggles later, but I was trying to hire some earlier this year and, uh, it, it man, it's a struggle. It is a struggle. It, people always say, well, they just didn't show up. The employees just didn't show up. And I've always thought to myself, there's no way that actually happens. I was like, <laughs> there's no way somebody actually says they're coming to work and then they don't show up. But it's true. They do. I had I had four guys that were – I texted them the night before, supposed to show up the next day. Went to went to meet them, never showed up. Never texted, never – no, nothing. 
Never got anything wrong. Wow. It blew my mind. Was but, that like they were supposed to actually work or was it like an interview or first? Oh, like, no, no. Was... They were supposed to work. Like it was first day of work. Yeah. Show up and work. And, and they just, they didn't show up. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, and I actually hired, I hired two guys. Uh, well, I hired one and then I hired another one. But uh, the first guy, he lasted about a week. <laughs> Had to let him go. He did some stuff on the job that, uh, it uh, just wasn't professional, get, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, to say the least, <laughs> the least it was not professional. Let's just say oh. uh, it was is borderline illegal. So, wow. Uh, it, let's just say this. In some states, it's illegal. In some states, it's legal. I got gotcha. you on that. Yeah. That's what it is. So gotcha. uh, he he we kind of had to let him go the first the, in the first week. And then I hired somebody else and he works for two weeks. He was looking good. And then he texted me over the weekend and just was like, hey, I'm done. I'm going to find somewhere else. Uh, I'm doing something else. And I was like, well, all right then. So now it's just me and it's me and my full-time guy, Ben. Uh, we're, we're rocking it just us two now. And it's okay. Cause this point in the year, we're slowing down, heading into fall, heading into winter. Uh, we'll have some more free time. It's not as such a stressful schedule, so it's okay, but we're definitely gonna have to evaluate the employee game over the winter, uh, heading into the spring and figure out what we're going to do with that coming up in the future. Yeah. So how, um, and I totally, can relate 100% unfortunately but uh, how um how, so you said you've had Ben going on th- close to 3 years or going on 3 years is yep. he younger older around your age he's my age your he's age. my age. Okay. so he's actually my he's my best friend we grew up oh, okay. in high school playing basketball together and all I was going to say so how did you find Ben I gotcha so it wasn't yeah. like you just kind of like posted a job and he applied and you just got lucky type deal like i found that the, the diamond in the rough it's like you knew no. each other so he had that foundation already so that's it yeah, that's actually funny. So, I hired, so those two guys I was talking about has been within the last month. Um, those are actually the first two guys that I've ever had to hire. They were just random guys. Mm-hmm. I've always had friends work with me, uh, and over the summers I've had like friends, and there there were a couple high schoolers, but then some of them were some of our friends as well, mine and Ben's friends. So uh, it's been a good it's been a good journey getting here. I've been very blessed uh, being able to keep those guys, uh, but every, it's time for they're growing up. They don't want to do it for the rest of their lives. Uh, ben is almost getting to that point where he's trying to figure out what he wants to do. So it's definitely going to be a it's it's going to be a fun process in spring trying to figure out what we're going to do here if he decides to move on. But uh, I'm going to do everything I can to keep him and make it a good work environment for him. But uh, it's just not for everybody, you know. Everybody has their own dreams and goals, and so we're going to see what the future holds. Right, a hundred percent. And I think you know anyone that I've talked to that's more successful at this. It's uh, if they're they're either really big and there's like a whole other dynamic there where they've just got a ton of employees and it's like you know more of a quote unquote official authentic job. They can offer all kinds of benefits, four hundred one k, all this stuff. It's almost like working for corporate America, but it's you know a lawn and landscape business or something that's you know multi million dollars or whatever. And they've got a break room and they can punch in and out. You know, like the perfect cuts, you know, of the world yeah. and you know the uh, all the different big companies that we've uh, gotten to know over the years through social media and then the ones that we might see locally that we know they've got like five or six trucks and they take care of all these massive commercial properties all and they've got like eight guys in each truck and all that stuff. So that's a totally different environment there. So that's one thing. I think it's more challenging for us, you know, the smaller, like the, the small to mid sized companies, you know, multiple solo to multiple crews. That's actually statistically, at least a few years ago, back in the GIE days, um, when I was, uh, 
found this information that we make up the majority of the industry. All those multi-million dollar companies are like the smallest percentage of the industry. Yeah. So, and, and so there's people constantly coming and going. There's people starting a business and quitting a business. There's employees coming and going, as you know. And so it's definitely challenging for sure. And, and I, I can relate to hundred percent, but it also seems like anyone that the non big companies, anyone that are like around our size or a little bit bigger or whatever, but they're not the massive ones, the successful stories that they have are like you with Ben, people that there was like a friend or family or whatever, you know, friend of a friend, you know, they've, they had some random quote unquote employee that was just really good. And then they have friends and then it just becomes like a referral thing. And you start to build this culture of really good people, but it's, it's hard to just like kind of hire people off the street, you know, like the random guys and girls and, and, and have them actually work out for any length of time. It's like you said, it's tough, it's tough industry. and, And it's really challenging for us to get creative as business owners because we, we don't have a choice, right? I mean, we do, but we don't, it's our business. We, we, and we typically have more passion doing it than the average person off the street. But the challenge is to find the people that do have the passion to do it, make sure that they are happy doing it, pay them well, you know, just make it all worth their while, whatever that is. And and it's not always the same for everyone either. So you got to really try and focus on what, what it is and and keep them. And it, it has been a challenge for sure, but I've gone through plenty of people. So, um, unfortunately, and, and I know people that have gone through even more people this year. So. Yeah. Yeah. The turnover that I imagine some, some companies have had this year is insane, but, and I think the biggest thing that not the biggest, but one of the biggest is what you kind of hit on there was, and hiring somebody that has a good attitude while you're doing it. Uh, because in our situation, we're going to be riding the truck with them every day. So it's like, I, I want somebody that's one going to be a decent person to be around. I, I don't want them smoking cigarettes in my truck and uh, I'm inhaling secondhand all day and then the truck smelling bad and being on customer's property. And, and that's just unprofessional. Not, 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 not judging you if you smoke, but I'm just right. saying that's not going to be in my company. If we're out there, that just doesn't look professional on the job, but right. um, you do what you want in your personal life. But anyway, that that's one of the biggest things is finding somebody it's so hard finding somebody that fits your company, fits your culture, fits what fits what you want to do, and it has the drive to to make the lawns look like you want them to look, and not be the owner. That's the thing is because most of the time you're just kind of hire somebody off the street. They're going to be like, I just want to get paid and go home for the day. Uh, it's hard to find guys that are really, um, really out there that are wanting to produce a good quality product and uh, make customers happy and build those relationships and stuff. It's just it's a challenge, but uh, I don't know. I've never been at a big level of having to hire 30 or 40 or 50 employees and keep those retained. Yeah. I'm sure if I was at that level, I'd have some more knowledge on it, but I'm still figuring it out. I'm, I'm only 21, and we've only been in it three years. So yeah. I've hired two random guys. That's, that's my only history there. So I'm just trying to figure it out and, and learn as we go, but be, be the be- build the best culture that we can right now with our first, first one employee, two employees, uh, build that company culture. So if you do get somebody random that works out that they want to stay there, they don't want to go to uh, a perfect cut or somewhere else that uh, maybe offers a, maybe offers some benefits or it may be done to the little things of perfect cut or one of those big companies has a, has a stock cooler in the mornings or a refrigerator. Yeah. You can go get an energy drink or something like that. Like yeah. that's the little stuff. If you're, when we're hiring guys, if, if you go out to eat for lunch one day, buy their lunch one day. Or if you stop at a gas station, buy them an energy drink. Right. Uh, because those are the little things that are going to make them stick around uh, knowing that you care about them. And you're not just you're not just hiring them to 
weed eat for you and, and make a lawn look good. You care about investing in them and investing in their future. Right. Yeah. So this, this summer I had an extra cooler in my garage. So I grabbed it and every morning I'd grab a bag of ice and I'd dump Gatorades and water bottles in there and dump the ice in there so that throughout the day, you know, cause it yeah. was like a hundred degrees every day. It seemed like for months, like normally yeah. August here in central Virginia is, is hundred degrees and it's like, ah, whatever we're complaining and it's hot, but it would been like that since June. So yeah. like we were just like burnt out, like literally figurative. Yeah. It's like, holy cow, you know, it's trying to keep people under those circumstances even worse. So, but I mean, I always have a, a five gallon, you know, like a good old fashioned water cooler, you know, filled with yeah. water and it's always ice cold water. But I'm like, you know, I know sometimes I'm feeling a Gatorade or something, you know, Powerade and water just ain't yeah. cutting it. You know, I need something with a little bit of taste or sugar in it to help get me through the rest of the day, the second half of the day. So I'm like, I, these, you know, the people that are working with me might feel the same way. Do you want to save time and energy while increasing profits? Make your truck do the work with TruckMate. TruckMate attaches to any standard pickup truck hitch with no modifications. Remove the tailgate and turn your truck into a material dispensing monster. With the push of a button, you can pull material like mulch, stone, and topsoil from the truck bed and convey it in either direction directly into a wheelbarrow in seconds. Now you can have one man take one truck to knock out some of the small jobs in no time. The conveyor can also be removed move from the tarp roller, allowing you to unload any material right onto the ground. This could be handy for dumping debris or firewood deliveries. TruckMate can pull more weight than even your truck can hold. Plus, you can still attach a plate-mounted hitch to pull a trailer if needed. Think of all the year-round uses for this truck attachment to make your business more productive and save your back in the process. This is perfect for small residential lawn and landscape businesses. Head over to mulchmateusa.com and save $400 on TruckMate with the promo code LCR. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. LCR not only uses the TruckMate, but he gives it his highest endorsement. Hey guys, Mr. Producer, and I wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the LCR Media Podcast Merch Shop. If you're looking for a way to support the show and share it with others who might also enjoy it, then check out our LCR Media Podcast exclusive merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, even an insulated water bottle for when you need to take a sip of water. I think I'll leave that one right there. Anyway, just click on the link in the episode description to see the products. Make sure to tag us on Instagram at LCR Media if you do snag some swag. And we sincerely appreciate you listening to and supporting the show by picking up some gear. Thank you, my friends. Like, yeah, it's going to cost you $7 for a pack of Gatorade or something. But uh, I don't know. When you're hiring employees and uh, let's just kind of let's just let's just let the cat out of the bag if you're. If you're hiring employees to come out and weed eat or bring somebody on like that, most of the time, it's not the case for everybody, but most of the time, they're not always in the best financial state. So they might not be able to afford to go out and get an energy drink every day at right. a gas station. Right. And if you do that and make that as the owner, take that small expense. And yeah, seven bucks of a pack of Gatorade or three dollars for an energy drink, it adds up. It, it does. But the return on that of keeping those guys uh, invested in your company and, and they're, they're going to always be thankful to you because they feel like you're, you're sewing back into them and you're taking care of them. You don't, you're not going to sit there and drink your energy drink and sit in the air condition while they're out there weed eating. Right. You're going to, if you're going to get something, they're going to get something and you're going to treat them and do the same, same work they do and all that. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, my guys appreciated it for sure. At first they were like, oh, that, the one guy was like, oh, thanks. I, I brought my Gatorade today, but thanks. I'm like, all yeah. right, that that's cool. I'm just letting you know. And then sure enough, later that day, he's getting a, another Gatorade because he finished off his other Gatorade. I'm like, oh, I see. Right. Or, yeah. or it's, it's also an ice bucket. You know, the ice melts little by little and it's, you still have ice water in there. So it just stays ice cold no matter what, whether it's solid yeah. ice or ice water. So it just stays ice cold so that, that he can put his Gatorade in there so that they can yeah. put their drinks in there to keep them cold in between when it's so hot instead of keeping it in the truck or a lot of times they don't bring their own cooler or whatever because they get lunch at the gas station or whatever the deal is you know so they can now not only can they get a, a fresh drink out of there but they can put their current drink in there to keep it cold so yeah. it's just kind of a, a multi-layered thing and there was a time where we stopped in a circle you know one of the many cul-de-sacs that, that we take care of and there was a friend of mine that I refer all the landscaping work too. And he was at one of our properties doing a whole bunch of landscaping and you know, he's having trouble with staffing, of course, it was just him and one guy. And it was a Saturday, you know, I'm out oh, there struggling on a oh, Saturday. He's out there struggling on a Saturday, started like seven in the morning and here it is like three or four in the afternoon. We're trying to like, this is like our last stop wrapping up the day. And he's like, on a second pair of clothes, I see like clothes hanging off the side of the dump truck and everything. And they're yeah. out there just sweating yeah. buckets. And he, but he came over to say, Hey, or whatever. And he's just soaked in sweat. And I'm like, you want some, you guys want some Gatorade or something? He was like, and you know, normally people are like, Oh no, I'm good or whatever. And even him, he's <laughs> normally the one offering me stuff, but yeah. I could just see it in his face. And it was like, it just all was perfect because I was like, you want some Gatorade or something, man? Like stay, stay safe. You want some Gatorade? And he was like, yeah. Yeah. Actually, man, if you have some, like I could just tell, like he legitimately was like happy and like yeah. was in desperate need. Cause he was like, yeah, yeah. We just ran out of the last bit of whatever it was that they had water or whatever. I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we'll, we'll get and And my guy that was with me at the time was already in the truck, like doing something like was already in the, I have the ramp rack. So he was already up yeah. in the bed of the truck getting something, or maybe he was getting his own drink or putting his drink in there or whatever. And he overheard our conversation cause we were right there shortly, you know, not too far away from the truck and he just starts grabbing Gatorades out and he's like here you go man and he just starts handing them to him he's like here here's a whole bunch for you and your employees or you and your employee and he's like thanks thanks you know and he just gave it to him and it was like we we made we made someone else's day and that yeah. and that made my day that my employee helped to make someone else's day and it was just like a really happy you know a warm fuzzy feeling moment you know and all because I just grabbed the spare beat up cooler that barely works yeah. the wheels don't roll or anything so like, who cares I just put it up on the shelf strap it in and dump ice and drinks in there and that's all we need you know and yeah. everybody's yeah. happy you know a little, little bit thing yeah the little things they go a long way for sure um so anyway we we digress here but <laughs> some good good information there so let's uh let's transition a little bit i want to um if the so when i you've been on podcasts uh and you have your own podcast i remember you were yes. on you were on paul's podcast at together in the trades and i yeah. saw you there and you like i didn't even know the story until you told it on paul's <laughs> podcast oh, you like yeah. cut your fingers oh, off yeah. or something epic and i'm just like oh my gosh well so before we get into that what so what how what, what did you think about together in the trades uh, man you were there so you can yeah. attest to it I thought it was awesome. It was the first first of the industry kind, um, getting in there and really hitting on marriage. And that is something that Brian and Liz have uh, put their marriage out there for everybody to see. And, and yeah, they have their back and stuff that you don't see all off the camera, but um, it's out there for everyone to see. And so same thing with Caleb and Brittany. Uh, they were the hosts out there. And 
it's something that they hit on that I'm so thankful they did because it's marriage and, and Christianity and, and upholding the values in marriage and, uh, I don't know, showing the importance of it and reminding everybody how important it is. It's something that gets overlooked all the time. And for me as a 21 year old, we, I mean, I've been married a year and a half. So newly married, there were people there that had been married less than six months. I know that uh, a couple people that I met there where they were less than six months married. And then you've been there, been married. How long have I been married? 20, yeah, I mean, 20 yeah. years is our 20 year anniversary that. So it was we there. Yeah. So it was such a vast difference. And some of the speakers as well. I mean, we had the, uh, was it the Harleys that were, yeah. I mean, they've been married 60 years, probably so <laughs> right. 50 or 60 years yeah. and all the way down to somebody who's been married six months. So there was such a different, uh, it, the environment was great. Such a range of uh, marriage times there. Uh, it was, it was really cool hearing from all the speakers and just networking with people, networking with other couples that are in the business. So if you don't know what it was, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know what it is, but it was a summit for couples in business. That's what they hit on. Um, was if you're out there and you're married and you're running a business that even if your wife or, or husband is not directly working in the business with you, they're in the, they're involved in the business and they, they see the back end stuff, the stuff that you bring home every day. Um, and so they really hit on that, all the stuff that you needed to, um, also if you need to work on and make sure to communicate with your spouse about, and just how to keep a healthy marriage and, and build those healthy relationships. So I thought it was a, I thought it was a 10 out of 10 event. It was in Waco last year. Uh, I cannot wait. It's for 2022. It's going to be in Nashville. So a lot closer to me, a nice little three hour drive and I'll be there. So nice. don't, have to, don't have to fly and rent a car and all that. So I'm excited for 2022. Yeah. Well, what was your goal for, for going there? I mean, when, what, what were you thinking when you were like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the together in the trades. Like what, what'd you want to get out of it? Honestly, a lot of it was I wanted to meet I wanted to meet a bunch of people because uh, that was the first live event that I was getting to go to. I was going to go to GIE last year, but it got canceled. Um, so or postponed. I see. As y'all, I see. So that's why this say. is your first year. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, Together in Trades was the first live event that I actually got to go to. I didn't make it to Entrepreneur last year. So uh, I wanted to go meet some people and, and hang out and network. But then also I wanted to. Uh, I, I wanted to gr- learn about marriage and that's, it was a marriage conference. That's what it was for. And, uh, I'm young in business and we have a long road ahead of us. So I want to take the advice from people that have been married for 20, 30, 50 years and that have had companies together and, uh, hear the good and the bad and talk about the things that they did wrong, fix the things that they did uh, wrong and, and let us jump right. And, uh, it's kind of like, what, what is it that Paul or Brian, some, somebody, I think a lot of people say it, but, uh, let their ceiling be our floor and yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's go out and see these guys that have been married for this amount of time and um, wh- where they're at right now. That's where I want to start. Right. Uh, I don't want to make all the bad mistakes that they made. I, I want to learn from them. And, and it's an investment to go. It's an investment to go to any live event. Uh, it was an investment got there. I mean, it cost us well over a thousand dollars by the end of it uh, from plane tickets to cars, to food, to everything. I mean, tickets to the event, but it, it's it's a thousand plus dollars that I don't miss at all. It was well worth every penny. It was an investment. Uh, I, absolutely, yeah. it was an investment into my it was an investment into my business. But more important, investment in investment into my marriage, and uh, that's that's the most sacred thing to me. Uh, but aside from my salvation, that's it. it it's it's uh, it's taking care of Savannah and uh, and our family. And, and if the business went to pot tomorrow, that's fine. If if I do it for uh, to keep our marriage alive and keep us strong and healthy, then that's what I would do. But uh, it, it was a great event. Oh, man, the dog hurt something. <laughs> I'm sorry. The dog that's hurt all right. something. He went crazy. But anyway, 
uh, it was a great event. It was uh, anybody out there who hasn't gone, uh, they need to they need to definitely make the investment and go. So what and what was um, Savannah? What what was her take on it? She loved it as well. She heard a lot of different things. Um, so her dad is in corporate America. He, he's a CFO of a construction company. Uh, so she's never really been a part of an entrepreneurship family. I never really seen it firsthand. So for her, she wanted to get out there and meet some of the ladies, meet Liz, uh, and and kind of hear from them about how to be a wife for a husband that is an entrepreneur and the sacrifice that it takes from both of you. Uh, it definitely takes sacrifice on my end, uh, but I would even say more so on her end because she has to uh, give up a lot of time with me, and that's something that is it's hard for both of us, but it's an investment in your future and sacrifices you make because even in the podcast, it, it, it so I go work all day and I'll be out in the field and then I'll come home and then I'm like, I got a podcast at eight, eight o'clock tonight. Sorry. So we'll have 30 minutes to an hour to have dinner together and then I'm podcasting and then it's time to go to bed. And then some of those days are hard. It's tough. But um, by going to that conference and listening to the other people, listening to the sacrifices they made, we can kind of look and say, look, uh, it's part of it. it you don't want to, you don't want to sacrifice your marriage by any means. It still needs to be at the top of your list. And uh, you need to have your date nights. You need to put each other first above your business. But there, at the same time, you need to realize that being in entrepreneurship and being in green industry, whatever industry you're in, uh, that it, it's going to take sacrifice. And there's going to be some times where you're not going to get to hang out. You're not going to get to uh, go to your friend's ball game or your friend's birthday party, or uh, I, I'm actually going to do that. I mean, uh, for me, it's an investment to go to GIE, and uh, it's an investment for you to go to Launchpreneur Academy. Those are not things that she particularly needs to go to or wants to go to, but I'm going to miss a, a, one of her best friend's birthday parties uh, for, her, for her son, and that's tough. It, it is. She's like, I hate that you're not going to be there. Uh, I hate that I'm not going to be there, but for me, it's an investment in Launchpreneur of um, I need to go here from – all the different speakers are going to be there. Uh, I need to go market. And for me in my podcast, I need to go market my podcast and get out here to this uh, other realm of world of things, because if I don't do that, I'm not going to grow. And, and I mean, uh, that's, that's the whole point of being an entrepreneur is growing your businesses and uh, creating your own future and your own setting your own goals and uh, being in control. And that's what, that's what my goal is. And so in, in doing the podcast and, uh, being a uh, entrepreneur, as you could say, going out cutting grass, uh, it's just it's we're I want to I want to look forward to the future, and uh, I, I know what I want to set, I know what my goals are, I know what my where I want to be in ten fifteen years, and without that, uh, with those goals in mind, comes a lot of sacrifice. And by going to together in the trades uh, for her, she got to also see that side of things of how to be supportive, and uh, when I'm not there every night or I'm doing a podcast or whatever it may be. Yeah, you guys talked about this on an episode of your podcast, right? I think yeah. I heard that. That was a great podcast. Yeah. You guys went through a lot of sacrifices too, like early on, like what was it, nursing school or something she was going yeah. through? And, and you, and you yeah. were trying to build your business and you guys were like passing ships in the night or something you said. And um, yeah. so, yeah, that's definitely some tough times there, some sacrifices there for sure. So, um, yeah, it was, I'll just. It, kind of hit on that real quick. What it was is she, she was in nursing school when we were dating. And when I was starting my business, she was in nursing school. So that was very uh, time consuming for her. But what on that podcast we were talking about is she, so when she started out as a nurse, uh, she was working night shift. So she would work from 7 PM to 7 AM. Gotcha. And we would, I mean, we would really, we would never see each other when those days that she worked. Uh, we, I mean, 
because I would leave at 7 a.m. So yeah. I'd leave before she gets home, and then she would leave at, uh, or let's see, she 7 a.m. Yeah. So, yeah, she would get home, and I'd be going to bed Yeah, um, because I got to get up and work the next day. Right. So yeah, uh, we, we'd have a few minutes at, no, 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 reverse that. <laughs> no, I got no, my no. nice, yeah, I got it back. No, you, I know. You know yeah, I mean. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, Everybody she she be coming I mean. home and you're leaving. Yeah, yeah, and, and vice right. versa. She be coming home and I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but but to that that's a good episode there. So you, um, everyone can go check that out on your podcast. We'll we'll plug all that at the end there. Yeah. But um, but so so transitioning into. I guess social media podcast world, like so you were on Paul the at together in the trades. I feel like this yeah. this all kind of became a chronological thing. I don't know if you were thinking about podcasting before that or not or whatever, yeah. but you were on Paul's podcast and the Green Industry podcast and you were talking about how you chopped your fingers off. What what the heck in the world? Can you tell <laughs> us again what happened? <laughs> oh, it was a mess. Thanks to the Toro Company for supporting the LCR Media Podcast and sponsoring this show. Make sure you stay tuned for uh, part two of my conversation with Jeremiah Jennings. Hope you enjoyed part one. It was such a great long conversation that I wanted to break it up into two uh, parts there. So you guys, uh, you know, a lot of times we just don't have, you know, over an hour to just sit and listen to one episode, whether you're driving in between here and there or you're on mowers, you know, whatever you're doing. Sometimes it's like 15, 30 minutes at a time, you know, that we can kind of catch some stuff. So I just like to break things up sometimes when, when the episodes get that long um, over an hour. I feel like it's it's worth breaking it up. So uh, that's that's what I did. So I hope you enjoyed part one and definitely tune in for part two to finish up our conversation with Jeremiah. Uh, on Thursday. Thanks, guys. See you there. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.